This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Today on CityCast Philly. If you're down at Cherry Street Pier, you'll see work by local painters, illustrators, and other artists. You'll also see some one-of-a-kind black figurines made by a local sculptor whose work focuses on representation. It's Wednesday, February 15th, 2023. I'm Trinae Nuri, and here's what Philly's talking about. Akori Hanzo, you're best known for sculpting figurines of Black historical and present-day figures. What made you want to take on this type of art in in this direction? Uh, what sparked it was we went to a comic book store one time where we lived, and um, we were just walking around in there. Mm-hmm. My wife looked up and noticed um, a figure, a Joker figure of Heath Ledger, and like that Barbie doll size, um, but it was much higher detail. And I think it was like maybe $100 for the piece. And um, it was pretty much the only thing of him after he passed away that we saw there. So she you know, she was like, should I get that? And I was like, yeah, if you want to get that piece, you know, get it. And after a while, I started looking at it. I went and looked at it. And I noticed that the clothing in it was all tailored. It had all these little miniature details, little, everything was done like just extremely detailed. Mm-hmm. Way better than like the Barbie clothing that you get. It wasn't plastic, it was, everything was nice material. And I said, wow, I'd like a, you know, I guess I'd like a figure, you know, I, if, they do, if this is what they're doing now, um, let me go looking for one. And I went out looking for a African-American uh, figure to see what they had out there. Cause I figured they, probably had them and I only could find Blade, like from Wesley Snipes. Okay, yeah. That was literally it. So when they did that, I was like, wow, I can't find what I want. So instead of like going online and just screaming like, where are they, where are they at? I just, you know what? I'm just gonna make my own. And I just, I'll just sculpt it myself. I'll figure it out. I bought some dental tools off of Amazon because I figured that's what I would need to use to, to get like, those small details, Small right? details yeah, was the closest yeah. thing you could use. And um, and I literally just started doing it, sculpting at the edge of my bed, teaching myself how to sculpt. So what are your figurines made out of? Can you describe what they look like for our listeners? Yeah, I started first, I started sculpting in clay. And the pieces used to be just like one-offs with clay sculpts and painted. But what happened was if it fell, it would crack or if it uh, dropped. The clothing is tailored. So the clothing is Like real fabric. Real fabric. Oh, wow. But when I realized that when pieces fall, they broke, I went and learned how to cast them in resin. So if they fall, they don't break. The most you'll get is maybe a, a chip paint. That and also it's more closer to how an action figure or, or, or a doll would be even the paint even applied on it is, is is almost a bit different than it is to clay. But for me, it worked out because it looked closer to 
what I was trying to recreate, which was something that looks like a finished piece on a, that you would see in a store. Mm-hmm. But all my work was, um, what ifs is what if these things existed. So it gave you the feeling to see what it would be if there, if there was a James Baldwin figurine. And the only thing difference is the clothing is just tailored way better than the typical um, Barbie doll or Ken doll. So speaking of James Baldwin, you also sculpt historical figures like Harriet Tubman and W.E.B. Du Bois and even Jay-Z and Tupac Shakur. What do those historical and present day figures mean to you? And, you know, why did you decide to use their images in your figurines? If you came in the beginning was if you came, say, if you came to my house, you go, hey, is that a little Fred Sanford sitting over there? Like, where'd that come from? And then I, there'll be a start of discussion. Well, I made that. Or, you know, is that a little Whoopi Goldberg from the color purple? Yeah. I, yeah. Where, where, where can you buy it? You can't. I made that. And, you know, but it would just be cool things you'd see at, at my space, but I saw as art. And it was, it was influenced. My wife introduced me to James Baldwin. And I just figured, wow, that'd be just a dope piece to see, you know, in that scale. No, like, I figured these are th- things that no one would ever imagine they'd see. And it pretty much started there. I was a kid that was heavily into hip hop in the 90s. You know, um, I rapped, I made beats, I did all that. So like those pieces would resonate with me as well. It was things that what if I had these growing up or what if these things what, you know, what would be the odds of you seeing something like this? But the more and more I got into art and when, when I got into the art world and I got in front of, and I got into the public and I could show more work. Now what I, what I realize is what I do connects generations. So mm. if I do a Harriet Tubman, who pretty much is responsible for everybody else that I create, you know, it's like it all connects. If there, mm-hmm. she wasn't there, there wouldn't have been uh, a Jay-Z or or uh, James Baldwin. So um, it all connects. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Corey, who are the figurines for, though? So, like you said, it's it's great conversation pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, but who are you making them for? Well, with all my art, I just make what I think is dope or what I think, you know, is cool. and. I just know that it's going to connect with someone. So I'm not looking at it as if, oh, the mass is going to, you know, just accept it just because they're black figurines. I know that I say I compare it pretty much to like if a person makes an album, you may not like the whole album, but you're going to at least like one song off of the album. Mm -hmm. 
I, so I create so much of us because there's so much of us to pull from that I know that because of based off who we are and our connection, that you're going to connect with at least one of these pieces that's going to speak to you and resonate with you because we all connect somehow and we're like-minded in some space. And the people that I chose are from our history. So there's no way you cannot, as a black person, connect with at least one of these people. But when I realized on a grand scale, there was a thirst for it after I saw the response back, because that's what I didn't expect was the response back. What did people say? There was one lady I had, uh, Langston Hughes, and I think James Ball went on a bench together. Oh, wow. And, yeah. it, and it was called The Conversation. And it was, But there was a lady that was in my studio one and she was just staring, looking at it, crying. Mm. Um, and it was a white lady. She was in the studio crying. And by then I had found out that a good amount of people knew who James Baldwin was. But she was looking at it and she was just crying. And, and then she looked at me and she said, oh, I'm sorry for being here crying, but this piece... This piece says a lot. It shows us, it shows us how far we've come, but still how far we have to go. Wow! And that like just hit me, and that was one of one of the um, few things that like hit me hard. Another one was a a young a young um, African American guy who came in here, and he had no idea who um, Basquiat was, Jean Michel Basquiat. The but painter. He, um, <laughs> the painter, exactly. But he had no idea who he was. He knew, but he knew who the rappers were. Mm -hmm. So what happened was it gave me opportunities to explain who Jean-Michel Basquiat was. And even he had to deal with, even though he was a big deal, he still had to deal with racism and explain his story to him. And the guy literally said to me, you know, thank you for letting me know about what he experienced. Because all I knew about him was, you know, everybody just says his name. I didn't know who he was. What's been the most challenging part about creating these figurines based on real life people? Like you mentioned, Langston Hughes, who was a famous poet, and James Baldwin, who also was a thinker and poet. What challenges do you have when you're recreating these historical figures? The challenge for me personally, it's a personal challenge, is I just want to make sure I get features right. I get the hair Right. When I say hair is in terms of. The textures. Like, it's our hair. Like when you look at it, you go, that's our hair. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. When we look at ourselves, um, we all have features. The nose, our noses, like your nose could be similar to another uh, lady's or another person's nose mm -hmm. somewhere else. Like there's somebody somewhere that looks just like you. Right. But I make sure these features are shown and distinct. Mm -hmm. And but then on top of that, the very important thing for me I want to do is make sure skin tone is done. Because even though I'm doing all of us, there's so many shades of brown um, that I want to make sure that that's shown, that we're different shades of, of, of one color. So it makes people who aren't us, that aren't used to this, when they look at it, it's not just one color. They see we're just so many different shades within our own people, you know? Mm -hmm. Corey, I want to talk about just like the overall Philly art community. You applied for a space at the Cherry Street Pier before they opened in 2018, and you've been there ever since. What's it like being at Cherry Street Pier? It's, it's, it's cool uh, because when it was originally created, they looked at it as... Um, a, a launch pad. If you apply here, 
you'll do your residence for a year and then it will rotate over to new artists. But what happened was it became like a community. When I came here, it were all other artists that had already been successful and had a life in it and made new things and they had their own ecosystems and everything going on. So for me, I was like, wow, I get all this information to learn from. And what happened is they all helped me in some way or taught me and shared with me information, if not took professional pictures of my work and helped me, you know, just put everything together for me. They really gave me the tools needed. And what happened was after the year, Cherry Street Pier was like, look, we'd like you to come back. And I'm like, oh, they changed the whole year thing. And what happened is as people, some people left, they kept some people stayed and they just kept accumulating another group. So we just been building a hub here and building a community. It's just a, a different vibe here. And I'm very glad to have the opportunity. And they gave me the opportunity. They saw my work as art that they gave me the chance and they understand the message. What's next for you as an artist? I'm just pushing myself to create more pieces that are powerful, as well as um, last year, we had, me and my wife, we were asked to come to Comic-Con to announce the first high-end Black art figurine line, which is called Depicting Our People's Excellence. Mm. Dope for short. I'm selecting other pieces that I haven't done. This is going to be specifically new pieces, but done at a mass retail scale, but still limited. But it's something that someone will be able to access in a store at a lower, way lower price point. But there's going to be so much value to them. And they're going to be done at the quality that I do my current art pieces at. It's just my hand is not my hand is just the one that directs how it's going to look and set how it's going to look. Since I can't touch a hundred pieces or a thousand pieces, but you're still going to get a high quality piece of work, way valuable than the price on the box. And more of my own people will be able to access that to give to their children or family members, but it will be available for everybody. A Corey Hanzo, multimedia artist and sculptor. Thanks for joining me on CityCast Philly. I appreciate the opportunity. And once again, we're all amazing. It's not just me. We all are chosen. It's just fewer called, but just be ready when you're called. <laughs> Thank you. And here's what else Philly's talking about. All of the students at St. Hubert Catholic High School for Girls who were allegedly involved in posting a racist video that went viral have been expelled. That's according to school officials. 6ABC reports that in the video, you can hear a white student making racist comments while spraying another white student's face with dark paint. Next week, the Anti-Defamation League will be hosting anti-bias workshops at the school. And the Museum of the American Revolution is working on digitizing nearly 200 historic documents from Black and Indigenous soldiers who served in the Revolutionary War. According to Philly Voice, some, including a discharge paper signed by George Washington, are now on display as part of the Black Founders exhibit. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. 
If you enjoyed the show, share this episode with someone who also loves local art. Rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter too. It's called Hey Philly. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. And the Museum of the American Revolution. Sorry. Revolution. (laughs) 